Welcome to Escaping Purgatory, a podcast where we rewatch Supernatural, then talk it through in the hopes that we can finally escape the show. Join us each week and leave comments on upcoming episodes, and together we can escape Supernatural Purgatory. Hi. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) We did not address this in the last episode because we recorded it before our break. Um, So, hello. (laughs) Hi. Yeah, it's been ages. Um, we took a a, hi- a hiatus, a hellatus, a old school supernatural hey. fandom reference, um, <laughs> because you know life and stuff got in the way of the podcast. But hopefully now we're back on track and ready to go. Yes, I think so. I think so. It, it was actually so good to watch this episode because I haven't watched Supernatural in maybe about three or four months. And I was like, I just sat, like watched it and I was like, oh yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I was right there with you. It was, it was just, and it, so it felt like the time before, like before we took our break, like it was so good just to be like back in that headspace again, like watching down, writing notes, all that kind of stuff. It was fun. Yeah, it was, it was great. Because um, it felt wrong to watch Supernatural without having to come here and then like talk about it like I couldn't do it <laughs> yeah it's it's too weird like I, now I have to discuss it you know if I watch an episode I have to go talk about it straight away exactly exactly it, it can't it, it will sit with me for too long and then it, it just the cogs will turn and then I'll forget everything mm-hmm. too there is that and there's a <laughs> there's like there's a couple moments in this episode where I was like oh for... no you're we'll bring I'll bring it up it's annoying. You'll see. You're, I can see okay. Annabelle through the webcam. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't yeah, worry. No, you'll know. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, well, that's good to, that's good because the, I don't know, I liked this episode actually quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. I liked everybody who was in it. Um, yeah. Like literally everybody was in it. Yeah. Everybody was in it. It was great. Yeah. It was great. It was great. It was really great. Um, so this episode is season five, episode two. Mm-hmm. Good God, y'all. <laughs> and it took me until the end of the episode to get the reference as to why it's called this at all. I know, yeah. Because of the the song. This I was like, <laughs> oh. I, I literally, I, I just, I facepalmed myself. Yeah. Pretty, pretty badly when i when i realized why they called it this and then then i started to think of rush hour which was a mm. of issue <laughs> <laughs> um so this was episode was written by sarah gamble and phil segrisha mm-hmm. um though there was a point in this i was like is this a robert singer episode maybe <laughs> 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 did did Phil take over after the first like scene because they're like no no none of that please <laughs> I don't know I mean, yeah there was I don't know exactly the moment that you mean actually <laughs> 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 yeah this is like yeah I know yeah it was good it was good it's good I, this episode was it's I watched this with my husband as I sometimes do and he was like oh, I hope you're watching that closely because it's a plot episode. And I was thinking, I think most episodes in season five are plot episodes. There are a few fillers. 
Mm. Mm. I guess they're trying to, I don't know. What were they trying to do? <laughs> make every, well, make a good season, I guess. Well, you know, or like finish the story because it was supposed to finish, you know, supposed to finish oh, at the end true. of the story. You need to like wrap everything up. I think it's kind of the similar, isn't it? Like season 15 is mostly plot. Like there's not a lot of filler apart from like Baba Yaga and some other things. There's a couple, but it's not as many, I don't think, as previous seasons. Um, yeah, yeah, it, you're right. It feels the same. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I liked this. It's really the beginning of the apocalypse, so it's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> quite, quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we can get into it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and start start this all over again. <laughs> get amp up our rage. Yep, definitely. <laughs> um, so we start with another road so far, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was kind of interesting that they decided to do like a longer recap for the second episode. I don't feel like they do that very often. No. Um, but it was heavily focused on Sam and his him facing Lilith at the end of uh, season four. Mm-hmm. And then we got introductions, the introduction to Rufus. We got a little bit of Joe and Ellen. It's sort of introducing who's going to be in this episode, basically. Um, and then it ends out with the, the reveal that Dean is the Michael sword mm-hmm. and that Dean doesn't trust Sam anymore. Like the last sort of part of the conversation of the last episode, which, oh, my heart. <laughs> I know. I didn't, I didn't like that. It, yeah, they kind it, of the, like, yeah. <laughs> the emotion. Again, I'd, I had forgotten that they introduced the term Michael sword so early on. Um, and I feel like it doesn't, isn't really referred to that much. I feel like they say it a couple of times and then they just refer to Dean as being like Michael's vessel. But I do like the term mm-hmm. Michael sword for him. I think that's kind of cool. This episode for Sam was really interesting, actually. Like, I know they did this whole recap um, about what's going on with him, you know, the whole demon blood thing, blah, 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 old news. But <laughs> <laughs> this episode kind of focuses on him in, in a way. It's interesting because I feel like there's a, there's a little storyline here um, that he has... And I feel like in later seasons, it would have been Dean's storyline. And it's weird that it's like Sam's at this point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the conversations that he has. There was a moment in the episode that I was like, this shouldn't, this shouldn't be, shouldn't have been said by Dean. This feels like a conversation that Sam would be having to Dean. Yeah, exactly. Like it should have been reversed, mm. um, which I thought was kind of, hmm. That's, that's, I didn't see it that way before, but now that you've mentioned it, it really was like a Sam-focused... Because at, at the, when I first watched this, I was like, oh, this was like an introduction to all the side characters mm-hmm. again. Like, we're going to see them in this season. Um, but you're right, this was really a Sam episode. Yeah, it definitely, definitely a Sam episode. There's a big story arc here, and it really sets up the like um, idea of the rest of the season. Because... I feel like for mm. most of this season, I mean, this is like going ahead a little bit. Most of the season, they're not together a lot. And this is why. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And we should have guessed, I should have guessed it was a Sam episode because Cass calls Sam. Yes. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Cass like, is like, hey, who's Sam. In this <laughs> You're the main character of this episode. <laughs> Look sad all the time. 
<laughs> so um, we leave. We catch up with Bobby, and he's sort of he almost looks catatonic in his um, wheelchair, just sort of you know not really paying attention to anybody. And Sam's just in the doorway, just watching, yeah. um, <laughs> which is just like super creepy. I like. I understand why he's like that because obviously some of the last conversation that he had with Bobby was him telling him to like lose his number. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I could, uh, you're unsure of what to do. Dean tries to make a joke. He says, uh, we, we got to cheer him up. Maybe a back rub will help. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then Dean hands Sam some x-rays and it shows the etchings. And I was like, why? Why are they brighter than bone? If it was etching, surely it would be darker because it's less dense, right? <sighs> Scans like I mean, scanning my brain sense, for like medical knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Like x-rays. Um, no, I don't know. I can't remember. But it, they look dodge. And also like, what did he do to get those? Like, <laughs> who did he convince? Be like, can you just x-ray me like real quick? And then can I have the x-ray things? <laughs> that's very true don't look that at them because if you look at them you're gonna think i'm in some kind of weird cult just just hand me them don't look at them don't <laughs> it's so stupid well so like the the radiology well actually no, you leave your i guess you leave your shirt on for um chest x-rays maybe not i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> like if you if you're in a weird cult you you would have a massive scar where they had to like oh uh, i don't want to get but you would have a massive scar right yeah right so, yeah like exposure but yeah but like if so it would produce more questions this poor like technician who's looking at us like how <laughs> like some kind of lasers like what did he do mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i don't i I, I just think it's funny that it's like not question, like not question. Just he goes to Sam yeah. like I pulled some strings and got this, and Sam's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, right. Like what kind of? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Plot armor, <laughs> but like plot magic. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, and as they're talking, Sam gets a phone call, and it's Cass, and he's asking where they are. Um, and then he just like the way that Cass makes his entrance by walking down that hallway is just like <laughs> coat flapping in the wind. <laughs> just to remind you, there's zero need for that. He could have just teleported into the room. Like there's no need yep. for the drama. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he doesn't know which room he's in though. I guess that he could go, he could teleport to the front and then teleport to room, but like. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. So that's funnier because they're like St. Martin's Hospital, and what he just happened to like drop into the right corridor, or is Cass walked around that whole hospital? <laughs> oh, he's walked around the whole hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until he found them. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Coat flapping. Like perfectly stride. Yeah. What's this Constantine knockoff doing? Like walking around the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. That's too funny. <laughs> and as soon as. Uh, Castiel gets still, Cass gets to the uh, room. Bobby speaks and says, get to healing now. Um, and Cass says he can't. I miss this version of Cass where like he doesn't instantly heal people all the time. Like the, there was a sort of, 
He's done this twice now, and yeah. it just makes him less. I don't know. I can't think of the. I couldn't think of the word when I was watching it, but it was. There's just something that like. It makes his healing abilities seem more profound, I guess. Whereas later on, it's just like, oh, you have a little scratch. Here, <laughs> let me heal you. It's just like, Ugh. yeah, he's like that. I know. Yeah, <laughs> walking plaster. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been incredibly convenient. I mean, they have to do power casts throughout the seasons, and this is one like example of that where he's like I'm cut off from heaven because I rebelled Dean like I just can't heal Bobby right now <laughs> um and <laughs> I'd like to know like the reason why they needed Bobby out of commission for this season like I can't remember this wheelchair now until um like the end of the season and so he isn't involved in a lot of their um like plans and stuff he just doesn't get taken along he's, he's just like on the phone and things and i do wonder mm-hmm. how like why they made that decision i guess and because and then obviously they had to then depower cast to sort of i guess justify why he couldn't heal him i mean mm-hmm. i guess also it ups the stakes because it's like a main character got injured like permanently injured um so, yeah, yeah, the apocalypse is coming. One of our best players is not able to like uh, be at their full potential, I guess, during the, like as mm-hmm. they would normally be. I don't know. I just thought it was very convenient. I was a bit like, a, I was a bit annoyed by it because I forgot that they was like, I've been cut off from heaven. Excuse, like came out kind of so early. For a <laughs> I do wonder if maybe Jim Beaver was like in another in another project. He's in everything. And that's so why probably. he couldn't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, so Cass turns like they, they have this pretty intense conversation between Cass and Dean, like they're just in each other's faces, or not not quite yet. They're getting closer and closer. Because <laughs> um, Cass turns to Dean and says, "Your plan: kill Lucifer." Yeah, you want to help? No, it's foolish. It can't be done. Oh well, thanks for the support. But I believe I have the solution. There is someone besides Michael strong enough to take on Lucifer. Strong enough to stop the apocalypse. Who's that? The one who resurrected me and put you on that airplane. The one who began everything. God. Yes. And then there's a zoom. <laughs> then there's a zooms on all three faces. I'm just like, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Singer, is that you? <laughs> Thank you, Robert Singer. I recognize that camera zoom anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Though, if this was Robert Singer, it would be much faster and like much more intense. But there was definitely like a creeping in on each person's face. Yeah, it's it's great. (laughs) Basically, like Cass drops this bombshell, like I'm gonna find God, and it's it's so funny to watch these. I know I've said this so many times. It's so funny to watch these now in retrospect, and you're like, why? Why are you gonna find God? Can it's not worth it, man. It's not worth it. Um, so, the same way that they put Bobby in a wheelchair to take him out for the season, mm-hmm. whatever reason, this is the same for Misha as to like why he's not in episodes it's because yeah. he's off finding God. Yeah, That's, they had to find an excuse. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have counts in every episode. So what's he doing? Yeah, exactly. You're completely right. Um, 
you know, so yeah, Cass has decided he's going to go find God. Dean says, you know, I try New Mexico. I hear he's on a tortilla. <laughs> I love Cass. Like, this, again, like I miss this Cass where he like sincerely doesn't seem to get their humor because he's like, no, he's not on any flatbread, which is just it's great. Um, and Dean- He says he, it with such sincerity. Yeah, it's like, no, he's not, he's not, a, not a flatbread. I mean, to be fair- <laughs> If he's God, he is on flatbread, right? Because God's everywhere, so... Yeah, I guess yeah. so. <laughs> Just saying, that's what Jack said when he became God, <laughs> that he was now everywhere. Do you think they ever got weird when they, like, you know... I really hope that Jack kind of did that, you know, when after he became God and everything, just randomly, just to, mm-hmm. in the time before, you know, Sam and Dean died, that he would just appear to them mm-hmm. on like toast. Just... <laughs> yes. <laughs> just pop up. Pop up. <laughs> Hi, guys. <laughs> it reminds me of that. There's a, there's a comedy sketch that like parodies that, and some people like cut into a watermelon. And inside the seeds read, God doesn't exist. And they're like, all the media come around because they're like, how do we explain this? <laughs> like, because it's kind of given as the equivalent of like people finding the existence of God by like seeing him in toast or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, what if the watermelon seeds spelled out, God doesn't exist? Anyway, <laughs> like, how do you explain that? It, it, must, it must be true. <laughs> yeah, <That's> anyway. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, so do you, Dean says, listen, chuckles. Love it. Um, he's decided mm-hmm. that God is either dead or he doesn't care, which for Dean, that that's fair. You know, he didn't intervene at all when he was in hell. We know that now. I mean, because originally we thought like God was involved in getting out of hell and now they know that it's not. It was all like the angels mm-hmm. plotting to get him. And then all this bad stuff has happened to them. So, of course, he doesn't believe in God. I mean, Dean's always found an excuse to not believe in God at all, any kind of good stuff. And, I mean, to be fair, he's kind of, like, justified. <laughs> like, bad stuff yeah, happens like, so much. If God didn't really want the apocalypse to happen, right, hmm. he would have gotten him out of hell, like, without all of this nonsense. <laughs> It, yeah, exactly. There was there was a lot of shenanigans going on that like could have been avoided if God had just like, intervened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Cass is kind of angry about the fact that Dean's saying that like God doesn't care. I think he's more angry about him saying that he doesn't care compared to him being dead. That's the worst case for Cass, right? Is that that God exists and he just doesn't yeah. care. Which hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, sorry, your nightmares came true. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Cass, you, you do have a deadbeat dad. So it's- um, and Dean says like at the end of days and he's off somewhere drinking booze out of a coconut again probably true and you know Cass doesn't agree with him he says this is not a theological issue it's strategic and again like Dean's like no it's not going to happen and then one of the top 10 Destiel moments happens because <laughs> yes. Cass gets right in Dean's face and he says I killed two angels this week the, the line here that's really important is I'm hunted I rebelled and I did it all of it for you. Looking at Dean. I mean, it's kind of addressed to the mm-hmm. room. That's what people would say. But he's also very much in Dean's face when he says it. It was for Dean. It was for Dean. <laughs> who, who else was in the green room? Right. 
it was just Dean. It was just Dean. And that is the moment that Cass like finally switched and rebelled, you know, when he sent him away from the green room, that was it. And so, yeah, he did it for Dean. Yeah. He didn't do it for Sam. <laughs> because he, he even like basically confirms that he's just talking to Dean here because his next sentence is you and your brother destroyed the world. So it, he's directly addressing him. I mean, Sam looks guilty at that point. He's like, yeah, I did, man. <laughs> <laughs> you and your brother destroyed the world. Actually, it was your brothers and sisters, Cass. They're the ones who actually set this in motion. So, yeah. Can't go blaming them. <laughs> What's it? The, the... Can't go blaming them. Those without sin, something about stones, you know, yeah. that, that saying. Yeah. <laughs> Glass houses, stones, whatever. Yeah, that one. That. <laughs> I mean Cass is angry because I feel like he the thing is he sent Dean away to stop Sam right and then Dean failed in stopping Sam from starting the apocalypse and then Cass lost mm-hmm. everything because he helped Dean and it didn't actually pan out in the way that he wanted it makes you wonder right. like what would have happened to Cass if Dean had stopped Sam I do wonder that would he still have been cut off from heaven or would he have been like lauded as a hero like what would have happened do you think so I'm sure, because um, you know Zachariah is the kind of slime ball that will he's he's manipulated heaven mm-hmm. right at this point to make it seem that Cass is completely the bad guy. Yeah, because he didn't do anything. Whereas had Dean stopped Sam, mm-hmm. the divide of the people who like the angels who know what's going on, the people yeah. the angels that don't, the angels that do don't know what's going on mm-hmm. will probably raise up Cass. Mm-hmm. Like he was such a great guy, he stopped the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas the people who do know, they'll be like, ah, what are we gonna do now? Um but in this case I think all of heaven has turned against him. Yeah. Because he's a rebelled angel. It's kind of sad for Cass because like obviously later seasons there is kind of the angel civil war that he's sort of fighting. And there was really no way mm-hmm. of ever avoiding that because I, yeah, if if Dean had stopped the apocalypse, then it would have still happened, and it's still going to happen. Even though, <laughs> anyway, whatever. I'm just feeling sorry for Cass today and the Cass pity train. <laughs> so you know, Bobby questions Cass is like, "Well, you're not here to just shout at us, you know? Why are you here? Why? If you're not going to heal me, man, why are you here?" Um, like, Cass is here for the Samulet. I did remember this quite clearly. It's so funny. The thing is, again, I know too much. The curse with knowledge. I haven't said that in ages. Like, curse with knowledge. (laughs) I think that this is very convenient because they wanted Dean to stop wearing the amulet because I think when Jensen was, like, running and stuff, it would bounce up and down. And I'm sure there's lore that it once chipped his tooth. And if you watch, like, Dean slowly wears, like, less and less jewellery because, basically, Jensen kept getting hurt by the jewellery that he was wearing when doing, like, stunts and things. So this was a very convenient way of getting rid of the amulet from his character without anybody then questioning, like, why is he suddenly not wearing that really important, very emotionally (laughs) attached piece of jewellery? So, yeah. Cass asks for the amulet and because it apparently burns hot in God's presence. Um, and Sam calls it a God EMF, which is quite not a very good equivalent. <laughs> like a God dowsing rod, right? 
Yeah, that, I, I didn't. <laughs> Metal detector, <laughs> as you just did. Yeah. Um, the, the, so the thing is, would it have ever worked? I don't think it. I don't think it's an actual. What were you gonna say? Just because it it then brings to question whether Chuck was God the entire time because it would have burned hot if he was. It's a plot device, and I'm hard. Oh, you know, my brain is like ticking. I'm pretty sure. Okay, it doesn't work. I, if I'm right, if I and someone's going crazy, like, no, Amy, you're so wrong. It doesn't work during this whole season. There's a point later where Dean throws it in a bin and then in another season, it turns up in a junk shop and they have it and then it does do the thing. But I'm pretty sure it like, it's like a false positive or something. Oh, it is. It's Yeah. It's, it's, I feel like in, in that case where the, it, it works, mm. it's like being manipulated i feel like it's by metatron mm. just because that feels like something he would do but i don't i'm probably completely off base on that <laughs> i can't remember I, I can actually see the scene in my head like i can see like the person holding it and it glowing and i'm like but what was the context <laughs> um we'll get to it yeah but yeah. it I, I do think that it always comes around that it was a plot device. Like, I'm, I'm sure that, that that does come true, that it is a manipulation by Chuck. I mean, everything is, right? So why right. not this? Um, and it's mm -hmm. also another way that we're separating Sam from Dean. Right. You know, the, the Samula is a, like a physical embodiment of his connection to his brother mm -hmm. that's now being removed for this whole season, which plays out in this episode too. So, um Yeah. It's kind of cool. It is. Um, I mean, Dean doesn't want to give it to Cass to start with. Um, and because <laughs> he says, may I borrow? And he's like, no. <laughs> Just flat out like, no, you can't have it. Um, this is mine. This is my only possession that I actually like. And my gun, my one gun. Oh, his one gun. <laughs> Eventually Dean hands it over. Like, who? No, right. I'm just, I've got to take issue with this because this is not just in Supernatural but like anywhere where anyone ever hands over some kind of amulet who in the existence of the universe has ever taken off a necklace and then held the cord in their like fist to hand it to someone <laughs> no, nobody does that you don't do that you don't take something off and then hold it in your fist like oh here have it and drop it into their hand you just take it off and hold it and give it to like a normal person <laughs> <laughs> but in the history of television and cinema and the silver screen and the small box and whatever, whatever words you want to use, everybody does it this way. I blame the Titanic film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would Balthazar <laughs> this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Dean obviously hands it over and then says, Great, now I feel naked. Which, okay, taking off. Nope. Um, <laughs> and as, as Cass leaves, Bobby shouts to him, When you find God, tell him to send legs. <laughs> that's, that's a great line. <laughs> I love that. I, I love Bobby in this. This season, he's pretty mm -hmm. great. So. so then we cut to like a gas station um, and we see Rufus. We haven't seen Rufus in a while. Mm -hmm. And 
he's in some kind of like not since the Bella episode. Oh yeah, that's so true. Anyway, yes. Yeah, <laughs> the ears. The, the the ears are gonna bug me as much as these ribs. <laughs> the ear prints. I might do my own anyway. ear prints just to print anyway. Um <laughs> we should do our ear prints and post them on social media. But then it might be too identified. See if I can <laughs> <laughs> might be traced back. Um, yes. <laughs> Rufus is in a situation. He's like firing his like shotgun thing. Um, there's like a man that he's protecting who's got injured. That he's doing the typical like putting a tourniquet around someone's thigh. Um, it's all very intense. Mm-hmm. And he he rings Bobby, who he's got on speed dial, which is hilarious because they're besties. Yes, besties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby does a dramatic flip phone in his hostel room. He's like, hello. <laughs> no one saw that action that I did, but it was really good. <laughs> it was really good. It was... <laughs> <laughs> and he... Bobby gets a play-by-play of what's going on. You know, Rufus is asking for his help. He's in River Pass, Colorado, but he's kind of breaking up eventually. Like, it's so funny. They kind of have like an old man conversation about where he is. He's like, we've passed Colorado. And Bobby's like, Colora- Colorado? And Rufus is like, Colorado! <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's, it's that married couple thing where you can't quite hear each other anymore because you're old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and we, we see Rufus look up eventually and, and there are two demons coming round and um, as they hear gunshots, the phone cuts out which my husband said why did the phone cut out <laughs> like what happened to rufus this is a really good point i know i'm rambling a lot today but if they're in a situation because this happens again in tv if you're in a situation where there's a shootout why does the phone cut out why does it always cut out it should just stay on right i yeah i <laughs> i have no idea it's the, tra- tra- the drama huh. the drama yeah. That is the drama. Yeah. You think like, oh, it's because the other person the person on the other line is dead. But if they die, they won't have time to hang right. up their phone. It's like I'm dying. Press end call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so they know. So I guess the the implication is that the phone drops and it shatters and then that way or breaks and that way the call hangs up that way. I mean, yeah. But I mean anyone who have had a motorola flip phone knows they're like invincible, so so he has a satellite phone. Oh. You think they would be more robust because they're for the army and stuff. Yeah, you... That's true. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter. It just annoys me because it's, not, again, it's not really supernatural. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll stop TV moaning. Trope. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, Annabelle. Yes. They get to Colorado. <laughs> they do. And they get to this bridge that's like cut off. Yes. You know what mm-hmm. goddamn bridge this is? It's not the bridge. Yeah, it's the bridge. It is. <laughs> it's the bridge. It's the same bridge. Oh goddamn! <laughs> See, I I thought it looked I thought it looked familiar. And I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna gloss past it because the CGI in it was so distracting yeah. that I was just like, whatever. Oh no! You know you've Ugh. got brain rot when you shout at the television about a bridge. Because I was like, that's that good bridge. <laughs> that's that bridge. 
they, they do use it in another episode as well, so we can have another fun time of yeah. chatting about the bridge. Um, yeah, it's that one. It is really bad CGI where it's cut off. It's so it's really bad. Yeah, it is really. <laughs> and then, so I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit because I might forget. But they use their entire like effort of um, visual effects budget on this bridge because when <laughs> never mind never mind i was gonna say when oh it's, it was a clue it was a fucking clue <laughs> so when sam stabs the kid there's no animation yeah of or yeah like, there's a clue I, I, yeah that, yeah it was a clue well done it was a clue it was a clue oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, think I need to get in. my little notebook. And- <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, oh, the bridge is... Oh. <laughs> I thought the same thing. To be fair, I thought the same thing. And until you said it now, it didn't click. So I'm right there. Okay, it's fine. I don't feel like a comedian. No, you're not. I, I completely get it. <laughs> so basically, the bridge is out so they can't take the car across. The Impala's sitting this one out. Um... Yep, they presumably Which is clam- a good thing. Oh, yeah, true. It might have got totaled. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe the car went to heaven because it because <laughs> it really wanted to drive across that bridge and never got the chance. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was the car's final wish. <laughs> <laughs> that one bridge that I couldn't cross, even though there's probably plenty of bridges that I could. <laughs> it really, really wants to go cross out. Oh god, this is dumb. Um, <laughs> so, presumably, they like clamber down and go across the water, even though when they get to the town, their jeans are dry. Fine. Um, <laughs> was so maybe. Well, I was gonna say maybe they like climb down the debris and then like jumped back up but that takes more effort than just walking through the shallow yeah war it's fine so when they first walked into town i was like really they just walked in with two shotguns and that was it because like you can't see any any other things it's not until later that you see that they each have like a a a backpack and i'm just like but they usually have a duffel bag like yeah nothing just a shotgun (laughs) no just this time no shotguns they, they walk into town and there's this really I actually really I like the music choice so it's Spirit in the Sky um who is that by? I can't remember Norman it says here Norman Greenba- Greenbaum oh I thought it was is what it says uh, I always I always think of is it Peter Townsend anyway whatever um yeah Spirit in the Sky is playing and it was quite, it's quite a nice little intro into the town it's way too long I don't <laughs> Did you not think so? They take a really long time checking out that flipped over car for there to be nothing in it. So I think they wanted to... So if you listen to the lyrics to the song, it kind of matches up as to what they're seeing. Mm. Like it almost... Because it looks... So when they're walking through and the song was playing, I was like, oh, this town has been raptured. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's talking about spirit in the sky is Uh... where I want to go when I die and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I think they just wanted to get further into the song so that like you could hear the lyrics. That makes sense. And they do that really typical thing where they eventually get to a car and the song's playing on the radio and they turn it off. I, I quite like that. Mm-hmm. 
I also thought that car looked a lot like Cass's pimp mobile, but I don't think it's the same car. No, I think it was just a SUV. It yeah, it's, a it's like station a little, wagon. Yeah, it's not the same car. It's just a similar color. Brown. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, during this, Dean clocks a red Mustang. Like he actually takes time to like look at it. Like, hey, like he checks out ladies. He checks out that car. Mm-hmm. They they see like a load of stuff that kind of hints to the people they're going to find later on, like the stroller and stuff. They hear a gun like behind them. And it's Ellen. Hi, Ellen. <laughs> Hi, we Hi. missed you. We haven't seen you in two and a half seasons. That's true. Yeah. And she says, hello, boys. Do you know what? Like watching this back is interesting because if she had turned out to be a demon, that would have been a really good like indicator that she was a demon. I know she doesn't turn mm-hmm. up to Yeah. Anyway, all demons should introduce themselves <laughs> as hello, boys. And then we know. <laughs> yes. She splashes Dean in the face with holy water because, of course, it's Dean. I mean, Dean always gets the boob in the face. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't work. So she takes them to a church where the rest of the town is. Um, they kind of see, as they walk through, there's like a devil's trap in the doorway and a line of salt. So suggestion is demons. We kind of knew it was demons because Rufus, that's who he was fighting earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we didn't know Ellen was going to be there. Nope. Um, once they actually cross the line, then she relaxes and like hugs them. It's like, oh, it's really nice to see you. Like, it's, it's really sweet. Um, mm-hmm. And then she like slaps Dean around the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she said that like basically they haven't been in contact. And she found out that they were alive from Rufus. I wonder mm-hmm. how much she knows. Like how much has been, like how much Rufus knows from Bobby because you know they gossip right oh yeah absolutely <laughs> and then how much rufus has told ellen at this point probably not too much because it was like a it was probably the exact same phone call that he had with rufus and yeah. like i'm in river pass river pass colorado colorado yeah so i don't think she knows much um you know does she know that like you know dean went to hell does she know that I can't remember. No, because the last the last that she would have seen of them mm-hmm. was the gates of hell opening. Yeah. So that was the last thing that she saw. They've got a lot to fill her in on. I, I think maybe this does happen later on in this season where they kind of fill them in a bit about what's happened or it's like assumed they have. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's been like two, two odd years, I guess, since she last saw them. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, they're real crappy friends. They <laughs> 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 <This is> are. <laughs> yeah. You think they would at least, like, yeah, check in? Because it was literally an apocalypse situation again. Yeah. The first one. Yeah. <laughs> and, mm. but what's really bad is that Ellen, no, Bobby didn't even tell <laughs> I know. Ellen that they're, like, they talking about forgetting about Adam. <laughs> They forgot about Ellen. What about Ellen? Yeah. Maybe not as long. <laughs> and they like fully but... went through some like stuff together. Like the gates of hell, that was a whole situation. Mm-hmm. And then what? They just cut her off. Like, oh yeah, fine, we closed the gates of hell. Like, bye. And then we're ne- you're never gonna hear from us again. I know. Fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Dean apologizes for the no contact and she says, Yeah, you better be better put me on speed dial, kid. Um, and he says, yes, ma'am. So we can presume that they're going to be in contact more from now on. Um, mm-hmm. 
they go down and, you know, Dean's asking what's going on. Um, and Sam asks how many, you know, demons are, are here. And Alan says it's pretty much the whole town, minus the dead people and these guys. And before they go through the door to see all the people from left from the town, Ellen asks. So, this is it, right? End times? It's gotta be. Seems like it. So she must know that the apocalypse has started from Rufus. Which is confirming that Bobby and Rufus gossip. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, girl, you won't believe what's happening. Those boys have gone and started the apocalypse. <laughs> Oh. These idiot boys. Yeah. And Rufus is just taking shots, listening to him complain about the Winchesters. I'm like, I don't know why you involve yourself with these boys. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, she knocks on the door and they go in and they see a lot of people. There's a, I didn't clock everybody. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people in this and like, I don't people. care about them. They're side characters. You only really need to know about like three. Yeah. Maybe four because they're the ones who talk. Yeah. There's a, vi- <laughs> there's a vicar or a pastor if you're American. Like there's a pregnant lady. Which There's always a pregnant woman in an apocalypse situation. Like come on, timing. <laughs> yeah. I always think of like zombie movies. There's always a one pregnant lady. Who else do they see? They see a man called Roger. He's got glasses. So Ellen introduces Sam and Dean to everybody and says they're hunters. They're here to help. And you know, they're all in on this whole demon thing because they've seen demons now. Um, you know, Roger says, my mm-hmm. wife's eyes turned black and she hit me with a brick. So like, he believes in demons. There's a point when he's talking. I mean, it's, it's I'm so giving this away, but like everybody knows where he like <laughs> touches his face with his hand. He's like, I'm like ladies do when they've got engaged. Like, notice my ring. Notice it. <laughs> notice it. Yeah. Um, he does that. He has a ring. Did I show you my ring? <laughs> <laughs> exactly that. Exactly that. <laughs> so, yeah. He's a bad dude. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, they're asking what's going on. Ellen says that Rufus is about... He, he called because there were omens in the town and then suddenly everyone was possessed. Joe and Ellen were nearby. Like, Dean butts in and says, like, Joe? Um, and it turns out that they're hunting together now. Um, but they're separated. So Dean's like, we'll go find her, don't worry. They've tried like making a run for it, but obviously there's like, there's no, they can't get the cars across because there's no bridge. And when Sam asks what happened, mm-hmm. she says, well, there used to be 20 of us and now there's only 10 of them. So yeah, it was bad. Sam suggests that they get everyone guns, which <laughs> I, I later on blamed Dean for this when I was watching the episode. I was like, well, it was his fault for giving everyone guns? Um, but it was Sam. <laughs> 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 I feel bad now. Sorry, Dean. It feels like a very weird plan. Like, <laughs> I don't know why the idea of like th- this is such an American concept, mm. right? Like, we're in trouble. Let's give everybody guns to get out of that trouble. But it's so true. Like, they could have, for example, blessed. They have a priest there. They could have blessed a whole container of holy water and given everyone like a sippy cup, you know, like <laughs> go, mm-hmm. go splash some demons. See, this is very, again, this is confusing because Ellen must know at this point that holy water doesn't seem to be working on people because she sprayed them with it. So she has some. But then their plan is to go get salt and holy water and they kind of know that's not working. I'm very confused. They don't suggest holy water. They only suggest salt. You're right. 
I know you're <laughs> preempting you. <laughs> well, no, I was going to say that the, um, I guess this, this the, that's the whole point of this episode, right? People are not thinking clearly because they're yeah. frightened. Mm, that's true. Um, because they shouldn't be able to kill any of these demons, yet there's a lot of dead bodies around. Yeah, that's so true. That's very true. I mean, Sam does say that they're going to try and fire assault from these guns they're getting. So he was kind mm. of suggesting that and you know dean says that there was a sporting goods place so i bet they got guns which again like america what's wrong with you <laughs> all right <clears throat> you stay we'll go what about joe and rufus are out there we'll bring them back as they're about to leave like dean does a little like brother aside and takes sam is like whoa hold on like i'm going dean's like you know you've got to stay here and teach them how to use the guns that i'm gonna go get and sounds like, yeah, Ellen can do that. Dean really doesn't want Sam to go. And Sam eventually realizes that that's the case. He doesn't just want him to stay and teach him to use guns. He doesn't want him to go outside because he doesn't want him to be around demons. And Dean doesn't expressively, mm-hmm. like, explicitly say that, but it's on his face <laughs> that that is the case. Yeah. I didn't say that. I love the way he says, I didn't say that. <laughs> like the two times. It's like, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Exactly. No, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> Um, and then because he didn't say that Sam's like fine let's go then if you didn't say that let's go <laughs> so they end up leaving <laughs> together <laughs> it's such a brother conversation it's like not admitting mm-hmm. that you're trying to communicate something and then so you end up not getting your way <laughs> so they go out and Sam says he's going to get the salt you get the guns and Dean still wants to go together but like can we at least do this like professionals so they do split up when he said that <laughs> when he said that I was like you taking a page out of those facers book because they've never <laughs> called themselves professionals. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my God. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so we've cut to Sam. He's getting the salt, which you'd think this place would have been cleared out already by Ellen, but okay. Because there's loads of rock salt left there. Um, mm-hmm. And then two demons come in and we know they're demons because they have black eyes. Um and they are armed. One's got a baseball bat. The other one's got backpacks. They were also getting supplies of what it looks like, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Sam kind of watches them for a bit. Um, and then they have a big old fight. One of the demons manages to grab Sam by the neck and he kind of tries to splutter out the um, incantation. Again, clue, because normally that has like an immediate kind of effect, the, even when he starts saying the like... And there's, there's no, mm-hmm. no effect. Then he manages to hit the demon with the rock salt in the can, which I think was almost really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then eventually he manages to get Ruby's knife out and stabs the demon. And you're right, we don't see it go. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there's no exactly. glory. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this is true as well. Okay, no. So Kasam like looks at all the blood around once he's killed these demons, and he looks at the blade and like touches it and. He seems to like feel nothing mm-hmm. because it's not demon blood. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so when he was looking at the blood, like again in my in my brain, thinking they were actually demons, mm-hmm. um, and he's got it on his thumb. And I thought he's gonna like you know break it. Uh, <laughs> gross. I'm so glad that he didn't because that realization might have actually destroyed Sam that he just licked the blood of it. I mean, because apparently <laughs> drinking demon blood from a human is not the same as just drinking human blood. 
<laughs> We've gone full cannibal. We could slap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad Sam didn't lick it. Don't lick it, Sam. Stop yeah. licking blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really, yeah. It's gross. I mean, at the same time, if yeah. he had, if he had licked it and not got like the same hit he gets from the demon blood, like maybe he would have been like, I'm cured. Opening the gates of hell cured yeah. me. Huh. Anyway, Dean interrupts him anyway. He's like, Sammy. <laughs> so <laughs> he never gets to <laughs> lick it. There's a lot of Sammy in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so much Sammy. Um, and, and Sam like is pleased to be interrupted. And, um, but Dean comes in and sees all the blood and you can see on his face that he thinks Sam licked it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. He's like, I knew I shouldn't have left you alone. Oh. <laughs> you go around licking things. <laughs> I'm the one who touches things, Sam. You are the researcher. <laughs> you know what would solve this issue with like demon possession and stuff? Mm-hmm. It's like, show the tattoo, right? Like, it's actually impossible for me to be possessed because I have the tattoo here so we go back to the ter- church and everybody's sort of doing their part making shotgun shells looking at how to use a gun all this that and the other um and dean approaches one person in particular and asks if he knows his way around a gun and the guy impressively I say impressively quotation marks or expertly is probably a better word mm-hmm. Um, disassembles the gun and is like oh yes I I served in the army or what have you the guy's name's Austin mm-hmm. he says where do you serve and Dean's like hell and he's like no seriously he's like yeah hell he's <laughs> like how does hell make you good at assembling and disassembling a gun <laughs> he it? didn't use guns while torturing like Dean why is this a flex like <laughs> what is this what? okay no no the, guy, the poor guy has found out today that demons exist. And now you're telling him there's an afterlife and like how is also real. Like, come on. Can you imagine though? Oh, so again, we're going to, sk- I'm skipping ahead. But the fight that he has at the end with the character. Yeah. Had he succeeded, this knowledge probably would have destroyed this, this guy. Yeah. Knowing that there's a hell and he's about to kill an innocent person. Oh, man. Dean, why are you messing with people? <laughs> yeah. Like, how many people in this town are like, oh, crap. Yeah. I'm probably going to go to hell now. Yep. Because I killed some people. Yeah, like, <laughs> at least let them live the rest of their lives safe in the knowledge there is no, maybe no hell. You know, don't confirm it. <laughs> like, if any, if anybody you should be flexing to, it's the priest. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, you totally got it right. <laughs> It's all real. <laughs> it's all real, man. <laughs> oh my god! If I was the, if I was in Winchester, I would totally go and just mess with priests. I'm sorry, but like it would be. <laughs> Have you met my friend Castiel? I met this church. Um, Cast. <laughs> uh, angel just yeah. appear. He's an angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. And, and you know God, yeah, God. Um, he writes fan fiction. Yeah, he's tell douche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Sam and Dean they have like a little conversation together, and Sam is feeling pretty torn up about the fact that you know these demons. So this is the conversation where I feel like it would. It's usually the other way around, because 
Sam saying that um, you know these demons possessed teenagers, and you know I had to cut, slit this kid's throat. Mm-hmm. And Dean's like, "Well, come on, you know you had to." Well, Sam says, "I know. It's just that it used to be like." And he pauses. I just wish I could save people like I used to. What you mean when you were all hopped up on demon blood? I, I didn't say that. It's interesting because they didn't like. The idea of exorcism doesn't even come to Dean's mind that yeah. that's that's what Sam could mean, not yeah. just like his little psychic powers. Because the truth of the matter is, is that Sam tried to exorcise them before he stabbed them. Well, he tried. He did try. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I do feel like this is a very Sam conversation because he only got into the whole demon blood thing with Ruby because he wanted to save people because you know it was he could then use his mind powers to exercise them rather than having to rely on a whole incantation and everything. Because he did start taking demon blood for the right reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. Or good intentions, good as in- they say in this episode a lot. Yeah. Was it good intentions, like, pave the way to hell? Is that the saying? <laughs> I, think, I think that's what they even say in this episode. Yeah, something like that, yeah. So, I do, yeah, mm-hmm. I, do, I do feel for Sam because he does just want to save people. Sam always just wants to save people. It was, do you know what? I don't know why. It was this episode. And I finally made the connection between him opening the gates of hell and then in the end of season, like, eight and eight. Yes, end of season eight, him wanting to close them. And I never before made that connection of why he was acting that way in the later seasons. And I'm like, oh my God, it makes total sense mm. if you think back to this. He's still like... Yeah. I mean, I don't often talk about Sam's character arc, but it's it's super good and it's there when they really try with it. Because, yeah, you get to season eight and it's like, oh my God, yeah, of course. Of course he's trying to close the gates of hell. He opened them. <laughs> it's his right. fault. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to fix mm-hmm. his mistake. Um, yeah, I just thought it was... I don't know why it, the, that's that connected for me in this episode. And I'm sure I'm talking saying stuff that people already known for ages but yeah <laughs> I, yeah I don't know I, I feel for I, I feel for mm. him because he he just wants to do just he just wants to save some teens man <laughs> I mean he, he's always he's always looked at his psychic powers as a tool for good mm. rather than an accessory of evil <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like he's been given this thing through nefarious purposes but why can't he twist it for good and then every time he tries to do that it ends up bad and um just confirming then in his mind that maybe he's not a good person it's yeah Mm -hmm. sam's very complex i do like i do like him he is so ellen comes over and interrupts them and she's like oh i know i can't just sit here anymore i have to go find joe uh if i'm if i'm not back in half an hour you know get these people out of here Mm -hmm. Sam's like, okay, I'll come with you. And then Dean takes them aside again. <laughs> like, all these little side conversations. I don't know if Dean doesn't want him out of his sight mm. or if he just doesn't trust him around demons at this point. Because he's like, no, I'll go. You stay here. Sam's like, no, no, it's fine. I'll go. Mm-hmm. And Dean's like, why does it have to be you? Oh, that's right. I forgot. You think I'll take one look at a demon and suddenly fall off the wagon? I was like, well, you kind of admit that in this episode, so... You were going to lick the blood, weren't you, Sam? You were going to lick it. To be fair to Dean, the last time they got split up, Sam did open the gates of hell and let Lucifer out. 
So I feel like that trust needs to be rebuilt, <laughs> that he can let Sam go and do things by himself without, like, freeing the devil. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I mean, it's not going to happen twice, Dean. Like, chill out. <laughs> technically, he already has, because he got, I mean, in season two, it was forcibly separated mm-hmm. and then the gates of hell opened very briefly demons got out <laughs> so there's previous so yeah you're right um yeah it's, it's a trust yeah. thing it's definitely a trust thing yeah. he needs to be there to monitor sam i think and as if after everything i haven't learned my lesson which they n- neither of them ever do so <laughs> From what you just said, you didn't learn your lesson the first time you opened the game. (laughs) Why would you learn it the second time? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Too funny. Well, have you? If you actually think... But everybody looks at them and is just like, ah, yeah, okay. We'll stop this conversation because we're supposed to be like these strong leaders right now. Which... Again, you're start you're you're seeing these seeds of mm-hmm. Sam being quite a good leader in yeah. that like he doesn't want to lose face in mm-hmm. front of his troop essentially. Yeah. I just I really wish they'd done more with that. Like <sighs> I know. They 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 so almost they, went they there. did up until a point. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It it's frustrating as heck. It is. It is very frustrating. So Sam gets his way and he and Ellen go outside and they have like a little bit of a conversation about where um, Ellen last saw Joe. And it was just at the end of this road. Ellen asks, you know, what's up with you and Dean? Doesn't really want to talk about it, which is fair. Mm-hmm. You know, she further says, you know, it was, it was hard not to notice how different things are between you guys these days. I love this line. What happened? Some girl come between you or something? Kind yeah. of. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty badly, too. And it's not it's not just some girls. A pretty bad girl. <laughs> Big old demon. Uh, Sam sort of brushes off and says, stresses of the job. You know how it is. He then diverts the conversation that he's surprised that um, Ellen and Joe are hunting. And he says, I thought you said she couldn't hack the life. And she's like, well, I basically gave in. Mm-hmm. If she's going to do it anyway, I'd rather be there. It's kind of rude that she doesn't think that Joe could be a hunter. Mm. Um, there's no real reason to not believe that she couldn't do it. Mm. But there you go. Mothers and daughters, what can you do? Exactly. Sam looks over to a house and they see that there's like, there's a lot of smoke for at like a chimney fire. Mm-hmm. There's like a column of smoke coming out. Like I know they're trying to like, I honestly thought they were like burning books or something yeah. like outside or because it's that thick of a smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently it's coming from a chimney. Again, never seen that much smoke coming out of a chimney nope. before. Um, we live, lived in England where they have chimneys like everywhere. Yep. My grandparents um, have a coal fire. Doesn't look like that at all. <laughs> um which is funny because in the in the like next shot you see what the chimney smoke actually looks like and it's just like a little wisp of anyway (laughs) um so they they approach the house and they look into the window and they see a guy with black eyes and you know sounds like a 
you know, demons don't get cold. It makes you wonder what they're burning. Mm. Like they're, they're finding excuses as to why certain things are lining up. Yeah. And a fire wouldn't line up with demons. Mm-hmm. As they turn the corner, uh, Ellen is attacked. And then Sam is also attacked. And Joe is yelling at um, Ellen saying, you evil skank. And don't you hurt her. Give my mum back you black-eyed bitch yeah uh before sam is knocked out by rufus mm-hmm. and see <laughs> <laughs> so we inside the house there is a fire in the fireplace and doesn't like they're burning anything nefarious and sam is tied to a chair he wakes up and is like ah, i'm tied to a chair and we see rufus and joe <laughs> and they both have black eyes they're demons and Joe is carrying a jug of water. You evil son of a bitch. And then Rufus like mm-hmm. slaps Sam and Joe splashes him in the face with water. Then it like doesn't, obviously doesn't do anything because Sam's not a demon. And they mm-hmm. look at him like, why isn't it doing anything? Again, just say <laughs> you have an anti-possession tattoo. Right, yeah. Look, look at my chest, guys. Just look at it, look at it. Uh, while I was watching this, I was like, what's the version of waterboarding if you do it with salt? Like, what do you call that? Because that's what they do to Sam. They, like, tip his head back and, like, chug <laughs> yeah. a load of salt down him um, and try to exercise him. And Sam's just shouting, like, stop, please. I'm not a demon, dude. <laughs> like, he should have just wiggled his chair to the edge of the demon trap that he's under and then just, like, tipped over and, like, hey, not a demon. That's true. So that's many ways. True. So many ways he could have proven mm-hmm. that he's not a demon. Um we then cut back to the church and, you know, the, the pastor is leading a prayer and then, you know, there's, there's a knock on the door and Dean goes to look and it's Ellen. Sam's not with her and says like, when, you know, she sort of shakes her head and looks at Dean. Um, this was really interesting because she shakes her head like Sam's dead, Right. Because mm-hmm. he comes in and he's like, he, he questions, like, looks at her like, Sam? And then she's like, no. So in that moment, does Dean just think Sam's dead? Because he has zero, like, zero, he looks a bit sad about it, but, like, other than that kind of zero reaction. It's like, well, that happened. <laughs> so I, I feel like it's it's very much like the Winchester way of, like, accepting that this bad situation's happened, so now let me move on mm. with, like, what I need to do. For now. Like it's I'll I'll deal yeah, I'll deal with the emotions in a little bit, but right now I need to get all these people out. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. You're right, actually. That's so true. He does kind of you see I guess you kind of almost see him like push it down for a minute. There, there is a moment. Mm-hmm. It was good acting. Um <laughs> he, did, he he did like a a jaw click or whatever. Um mm-hmm. so so Dean says, you know, tell me everything, we need to get a plan. We cut back to Joe, um, Rufus and Sam, and they're still, I guess, torturing him. Let's be real with what's happening here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Joe and Rufus are still trying to get rid of this demon that they think's inside Sam. And, and Sam kind of looks past them and he sees Roger, that's his name, right? Roger, with his ring, yeah. like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like Victorian villain in the corner, like, <laughs> look at my ring. <laughs> the only thing that would have made it better is if it was on like his pinky finger rather than yes. his like wedding, like his 
uh, wedding finger because that would have been like what? a little pinky. We see it from Rufus and Joe's point of view because when Sam looks back at them after seeing Roger, he's got black eyes. Um, so it's kind of shocking to see Sam as a demon for like a brief moment, but not really. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we have seen him actually turn into a demon. So this sort of like fake demon stuff is just like, well, yeah. he's actually been a demon for half a second when he took down Lilith. So I, I would say like, couldn't he just tell them something that only he would know? But that's not true because like demons kind of mind read. You guys. He should have shown that yeah, you're right, the tattoo would have solved everything. So mm-hmm. back at the church again, Dean sat at a table with Ellen and they're going through what they're going to do. And Ellen's kind of thinking about something and she's like well joe joe called me a bitch and he's like well you know so and she's like no no but she called me a black-eyed bitch ellen's kind of putting it all together you know like holy water and salt aren't working my daughter's an idiot but she's not stupid she wears an anti-possession charm hey hey (laughs) um it's all kind of weird and she asks what what dean thinks and he says well i think we should call bobby or sam um, but they can't get anything out, I guess, of the town. So they that's it. They can't, mm-hmm. they got each other and that's it. Dean asked why Rufus was there originally and Ellen said, well, it was a specific omen of something about the water. And then the pastor explains that the river was suddenly polluted. Um, and then the demons thing started up. And again, like it's all kind of not quite getting there, but Austin, the army guy mentions that there was also a shooting star the same night the river was polluted and then the demon thing started dean's like haha goes gets a bible <laughs> <laughs> dean must know the bible pretty well because he literally just like almost just like turns to it <laughs> i do love this line because austin's like do you think this came from outer space and dean's like this ain't x-files pal <laughs> it's like, it's like, but it is though it is it is um, so Dean finds the bit that he wants to read and it says, and there fell a great star from heaven burning like a torch and it fell upon the river and the name of the star was Wormwood and many men died. And pastor, you know, the pastor says, ah, oh, that's Revelations 8.10. Like, this is the apocalypse. So it's all coming together. This is all the stuff, mm-hmm. you know, they started the apocalypse. So I don't know why they're surprised that the apocalypse is happening, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you'd think that'd be the first thing they think of. Like, oh, we started the apocalypse. Maybe this is related. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, So, you know, they're saying that this is a prelude to the four horsemen. And then Dean says, well, there's a red Mustang out. Which one rides the red horse? And they all point towards war. And they're saying, well, if war's a dude and he's here, maybe he's messing with our heads and turning us on each other. That, you know, and they eventually basically say, you know, there's no demons we're we're fighting each other and yeah. you just think there's demons <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to which the poor pastor and again messing with him is funny um he says wait 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 yes it's the apocalypse <laughs> he's just like sorry padre <laughs> yep i mean you have to wonder i mean i'm not a religious person but you have to wonder like if you were if you were religious like really religious it's the point you're in the clergy and then you start seeing like signs of the end times like, would that be a, this is like a well deep question. <laughs> would that be like a confirmation of your faith or would you be like, oh crap? Like, I don't know. Anyway. you Surely you would be, oh crap, because I'm pretty sure, I'm again, I 
know very little of the rap of the revelations, but I'm pretty sure the rapture happens before the signs of the apocalypse. I think you're right as so, well. If the pastor is, oh, if the if the vicar of whatever the the pastor is there, mm-hmm. he wasn't raptured. Yeah, therefore he was not worthy. So yeah. you would be like, my, oh, no. you surely your whole your whole faith would be completely shaken. I mean, yeah, we'd be like, oh yeah, everything I believed is true, and oh damn, I wasn't good enough to get raptured. That's true. That's wild. I mean, there was there was no rapture in this apocalypse, which is interesting. Maybe it's because uh, I don't know. For God, that's funnier. In in this universe, for God, it's funnier, right? For that not to happen, and then mm-hmm. people to be like, "Oh no, yeah, I, I, you know, I wasn't good enough, or whatever." Like Chuck would think that was funnier because he's a dick. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought I just mm-hmm. thought it's interesting when they do come across people of like faith in supernatural um, and how it plays out. Sometimes it's quite fun. So we go back to Sam, and he's still tied to the chair, and then Roger comes in, and they have a little chat. Um. He's like, oh, you know, you caught me. I popped in to watch. I can hustle like that. <laughs> I guess maybe, <laughs> like, he means that maybe sometimes people don't see him all the time or they don't perceive him in a way because like, Joe and Rufus should have noticed that he was in that doorway, really, and they don't. Or is it like manipulation? Because he's the only one who never looks like a demon. Mm. So could he have been like, oh, I went out to go the same way that he returns to the church? Does he return to the house? That's so true. He's just playing both sides, which it makes sense because he's war, right? Um, right. And, you know, Sam asks, you know, where's the real Roger? And the real Roger is dead. Um, and they have a little... You know, Sam asks who he is. He hasn't kind of revealed himself as war yet, although Ellen and Dean have figured it out. I was in Germany. Then in Germany. Then in the Middle East. I was in Darfur when my beeper went off. I'm waiting to hook up with my siblings. I've got three. He's almost saying it like, um, you know that game where you have that like card on your head? Like that kind yeah, of, yeah, 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 it's like, who am I? Mm-hmm. Um, and like then, guess who almost as well. Yeah, exactly. And then Sam realizes who he was and you know, says it's, it's war. I like the horseman in Supernatural. Like death is obviously like very iconic. He's the best one, but... Mm-hmm. Feel like Good Omens ruined me for the Horsemen because these don't compare really to the Horsemen in Good Omens, and they're also very similar. <laughs> yeah, they have much more style. Yeah, like the motorbikes would have been cooler. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the Mustang's cool. I like like the red Mustang. I don't know why, but I like the War Was a Woman in in Good Omens too. There aren't any. All the Horsemen are men. In- that. Supernatural. Yeah. I don't know. I, again, I think Good Omens just ruined me for Apocalypse generally. Like, they did the <laughs> best, and it's really hard to compare now other Apocalypses to that one. <laughs> it, it is really funny because um, I thought, I didn't think exactly the same thing, but like Good Omens Horsemen did come to my mind mm-hmm. when um, I was seeing this. I was like, I guess I know Supernatural a bit more than I know Good, good Omens. Yeah. The other problem I have, though, is I can never remember all four of them. I can only remember three. The fourth one always eludes me. Like, it's pestilence, and then I have no idea. Famine. There's pestilence, famine, war, and death. And then um, in Good Omens, pestilence is replaced by pollution because basically humans had such Mm. good control over disease that 
he quit. <laughs> I think the line is he he quit mumbling something about penicillin. Like I think that was that's quite good. That one. Like, and then yeah, pollution yeah. takes over, which is obviously a bigger modern issue. I I don't know. I love good mm-hmm. It almost like could have fit into this as well because a river got polluted here, and I did think of that. I was like, oh yeah, but then I remembered it wasn't good mm-hmm. <laughs> Um So yeah, so Sam's realised that it, that this guy is war and. Sam says, you know, there aren't any demons in town, are there? And War says, no, just frightened people ripping each other's throats out. I really haven't had to do much. Take a bridge out here, lay a little hallucination there, sit back, pop some corn and watch the show. Frankly, you're really vicious little animals, Sam. Quite like that. Um, mm-hmm. And Sam's like, well, no, we're not. You're doing this. Last week, this was Mayberry. Now these people are stabbing each other's children. <laughs> There's a line here and I don't really like it. I don't know if it's because I'm like... Yeah. British and I, it's it's too close to me but he says like honestly people don't need a reason to kill each other I mean you've seen the Irish they're all Irish I understand the point he's trying to make yeah it's poor poor example also like that that could go for like any war you know what I mean like it's yeah it's all just people so just it gave me the, the ick way. yeah the ick it gave me the ick that's yeah. a good way of saying it you know, war says, you think I'm a monster, I'm jello shots at a party. I just remove inhibitions. <laughs> I love that line. That was a great line. <laughs> I'm without a t-shirt. I'm jello shots at parties. Just no other context. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, I'm going to kill you myself. And um, war, ah, this was the bit where I really thought he should have been having this conversation to Dean because just of where Dean's storyline goes, where war says, that's adorable considering you're my poster boy. Because Sam's not really, like, violent. No, yeah, you're right. He's usually the one who tries to find the diplomatic solution. Yeah. And, you know, Dean eventually has that role of, like, basically the greatest murderer or whatever. Like, he fully takes on, like, the mark <laughs> of Cain. Like, you know, he is, if anyone, more mm-hmm. poster boy. Um, so, I, I don't know. It, I'm not mad at it because it's so early on still. But I did think, like... Does feel mm. like a very Dean line, and it would like mess with him more if War said that to him than it would with Sam. I think. Yeah. You know, War says about you can't stop thinking about it ever since you saw it dripping off the blade of that knife, and Sam's like, "You're wrong," but he's getting a bit stressed about it. Mm-hmm. And um, War like confirms that he can see inside his brain, and he's thinking about blood all the time. He has a lust for power, and he wants to be stronger than everybody. Like he has good intentions. Oh, he says good intentions. Quick slide to hell. You know, wait till you're thigh deep in warm corpses because, my friend, I'm just getting started. So, I get, um, I, I, I do get where war is coming from. That I, I, I guess maybe like a lot of these stuff maybe starts with like good intent. I don't know where. I'm, I'm clutching at straws here. <laughs> I feel like, like many demons, because he can. I don't know if he can really see inside his head. Mm. Or if he can just sort of pick up clues, because he knows who they are and like yeah. knows what they've been doing, that he can sort of guess where Sam's brain is at right now. Yeah. And that's why he said all of that. I don't think he truly knows everything that he's saying. And it's just like, I'm going to confirm your worst nightmares. Mm. I mean, war is a great manipulator, right? So that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Mm. You know, once he's had this whole speech to Sam about, you know, him wanting power, etc. He says, show time for the meat suits. And he twists his ring and like blood appears on his forehead. And he kind of like, he's like, help, you know. 
Um, he did it even though Sam's still tied up, so it kind of confirms to them that he was a demon, um, that he's managed to hurt him. And yeah, Rufus slaps Sam again, thinking he's still a demon because war has helped confirm it. But I know. Here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> the only way that he could have got that injury, let's say, mm-hmm. is if this Roger character got too close and Sam could like headbutt him, right? I get- and even there, that's a weird, like, what kind of injury is he supposed to have inflicted on this person? Mm-hmm. And if you think there's a demon in the room, why have you left this person in there alone? I know, right. I, I mean, this is all war's manipulation for sure. Yeah. Um, because they don't question why he's in that room with mm-hmm. them. Like, when they return from, when he returns to the church, mm-hmm. they don't question why he was out in the first place. Yeah. I mean, not really this is where again like i'm gonna bring the good omens back into it because they kind of explain how war works like just her presence like basically just gets people more antsy with each other to the point that it escalates and escalates and escalates until they're like killing each other mm. and it starts over like something small but she's still manipulating their mind in some way for that to happen just by her presence mm. and i feel like this is the same they don't question things yeah. because it's like they're upping the ante each time and they're in a warlike situation. So it's all very like on edge, all of like, there's that sort of adrenaline mm-hmm. that they're all having. Um, so I don't think it's true that he's saying that he only did this and he only did that. I think his presence by itself also ups the ante in these situations. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. And it would make sense that it's probably linked to the... It'd be cool if it was linked to the ring. Oh, yeah. Um, so we go back to the church. They're still talking about war, basically. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, Austin is saying, like, there's no demons. And Dean's like, yeah, that's true. And then, you know, war turns up. Um, and he comes in and he's like, there's demons. He's trying to start a situation. You know, then They know we're trying mm-hmm. to leave. They're going to pick us off one by one. And Dean's like, what? Because Austin's like, well, there were no demons. And they're kind of arguing amongst themselves. And eventually, you know, Dean's trying to stop them. But war followed by austin are taking people out to go hunt these demons because that's the situation they've been in and i think you're right here that they're finding it hard to accept that maybe they were killing innocent people so it's Mm -hmm. easier to believe they were demons they've seen they were demons so why aren't they demons you know exactly Um, and also it's it's interesting that um roger goes to the austin who we now know has served in war mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. if anything Roger is probably like attuned to that and can play into that yeah. side of him of being a soldier and like taking orders basically. And he's already been touched by war, you know, war would have been in that mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, it's interesting. I like that idea. Um, you know, Dean is trying to stop them. We see war hold up his hand, he twists his ring and then points to Dean and Ellen and they are suddenly demons. Um, so they go to shoot them and Dean and Ellen run. <laughs> it's so good i i like it i do i do like it mm-hmm. yeah i wish they'd made war a bit more flashy but then he had to fit in with like the rest of the people there so fine yeah exactly so war is watching over austin and he says those are real referring to the bullets and austin's like well those two could have been demons the entire time all this salt and holy water talk you know as far as i'm concerned it's all crap which yeah that makes total sense like these random strangers have come to your town this is obviously a close-knit town they Mm -hmm. know each other like probably grown up all together 
And then these two people turn up and be like, hey, uh, <laughs> you need to use all of these methods to stop these demons, which you didn't know about until like last Wednesday. Yeah, that's so which true. I'm guessing like a few days, like maybe like three or four days. Um, of course, everything that you've been told, you're going to disregard like instantly. Mm -hmm. um, I did like that. Um, Alston says it's us or them. And he, War says, I think I saw some knives in the kitchen. He's like, great, go get them. And like, War looks so pleased with himself. Mm. Like, <laughs> I'm going to cause more damage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a, a gunfight and a knife fight. Oh, I get both, both worlds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we see we're back into the house or base camp and uh, Rufus is rigging the out like uh, some windows with pipe bombs and Joe is concerned like she's saying one of them is my mother he's like you know we're gonna do everything we can your mom's gonna be okay Joe's like unless she comes through that window he's like say la vie that's what it is Rufus and Joe are loading up shotguns and the window explodes. Mm -hmm. And as they go to investigate, uh, Rufus gets pulled out of the window by Dean and Ellen shows up behind <gasps> Joe and they each have their separate fights. Um, some of the lines that come out in the fight between Rufus and Dean is great. Like Dean says, this is war. And he's like, you're damn right, this is war. <laughs> <laughs> okay. and he's like the horse like i feel like every conversation with rufus <laughs> is old man conversation because he just repeats back yeah what he's hearing the horseman horseman yes <laughs> <laughs> oh so good oh, I, love I will forever love rufus yeah. rufus will have a special place in my heart forever <laughs> as the fight sort of ends because we're, we're looking at it from Rufus' point of view, basically, in this. So there's only Dean with the black eyes. Mm -hmm. And as Rufus is pinned down by Dean, his eyes fade to... So the hallucination is broken. Mm. So the church people have come out and start shooting at the house. Mm -hmm. Dean and Rufus come inside and they Joe and Ellen have guns that pointed at them. And like, oh, we're all on the same page perfect right um dean's like hi joe he's like hey <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, it's like cute little interaction um how conflicted would you be if you were joe because i feel like the last time that she saw sam uh there was some weird rapey vibes going on oh yeah is yeah. that the last time yeah maybe was the last time that joe saw sam he was also possessed he was thinking he has like a real problem with like demons I, yeah i guess so that's so weird yeah i think i can't honestly remember so they're like oh we need to go get sam like they they have a really cute moment of like it's not demons it's war they're finally in <laughs> sync maybe yeah um and he's like yeah i we've i just can't figure out how he's doing it and sam's like it's the ring mm -hmm. the ring that's right he turned it right before he made everybody hallucinate me going hell bitch right Rufus is trying to tell everybody in hit the house to stop firing, but they keep firing. Um, one individual like shoots the priest mm -hmm. and he goes down. Ellen goes out to help them um, and like tells her, tells her to put like pressure on the wound. Mm. 
Rufus goes up to one of the people, the the person who had shot the priest, and says, "When I say stop firing, it means stop firing," because he like knocks him over the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we then cut to uh, outside again, and Austin is there, and he's got the gun leveled right in his face, in her face, um, and fortunately, the clip's empty, mm. and so he throws it aside, um, and they start to fight over the knife that he's holding we see roger war like walk away towards the red mustang yeah and as he goes to open the door he gets attacked by sam and dean and he starts laughing and um i do think it's kind of impressive that ellen is like able to keep up with this soldier or this soldier is just poorly trained (laughs) (laughs) ellen's pretty badass on her own she absolutely is (laughs) Sam holds up the the knife, ruby knife. That's a sweet little knife. But come on, you can't kill war, kiddos. And he's like, oh yeah, we know. And then they just chop off his fingers and like <laughs> blood splats up yep. onto to Sam's face. It's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, and we see the ring is very, it feels very Gollum biting off Frodo's finger. I mean... There is a reference. <laughs> there is a reference. Um, after we see the ring fall, we cut back to Austin and he's um, stunned at what he's about, to, what he would is about to do mm. with stabbing Ellen in like the neck, and everything is calm. Ooh, they will calm down. Ah, <sighs> oh, <laughs> oh. So yeah, they saved the day. Dean has War's ring. Hey, hey. Mm. that definitely won't ever come back to bite him in the butt. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so we cut to like a, a rest area, and Sam and Dean are by themselves now, like no one else is around. So I guess they all just said bye after they mm-hmm. saved the day. And Dean does hold up the ring and say, "So pit stop at Mount Doom." <laughs> but Sam doesn't think that's very funny, and um tries to start a serious conversation but Dean's like let's just not (laughs) (laughs) and Sam points out here like you know I know you don't trust me which is what we were saying earlier the the trust isn't there and then Sam says now I realize something I don't trust me either which is a big step to make you know we've often equated to Sam having um, a problem with like the blood just to being an addiction and I think him recognizing there's a problem is he never really had that before like he never really actually recognized that it was an issue for him he was like Mm -hmm. yeah sure i'll stop but like if it's convenient i'll just do it you know do it again but he's kind of realized now all it took was freeing lucifer (laughs) (laughs) that was sounds like rock bottom i guess and um you know he says like from the minute i saw that blood the only thought in my head was that although my intentions are good and it feels true i think underneath i'm missing the feeling he said i like i know how messed up that sounds I know how messed up I am. Thing is, the problem's not the demon blood. What I did, I can't blame the blood or Ruby or anything. And like, sounds like the problem's me. Like, how far I'll go. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, you know, it scares the hell out of me. Dean, the last couple of days, I caught another glimpse. And it's kind of what War was saying. Like, Sam does kind of crave power. He wants the power to save people. Like, that's Sam's mm-hmm. flaw, really. He wants ultimate power to save everybody. You know, right? But kind of at the expense of everybody yeah exactly it's not just self-sacrificing it's like everybody's sacrificing <laughs> yeah 
And so, you know, Dean's like, what are you saying? And Sam's like, well, I'm in no shape to be hunting. I need to step back because I'm dangerous and maybe it's best if we just go our separate ways. And like, Dean thinks about it and then says, I think you're right. And it's really mm-hmm. shocking still to watch it, to see him yeah. agree. But I guess this is how much the trust has been broken. That he's like, yeah, I can't have you with me right now. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, even Sam's like, well, that was easy. And Dean's like, well, the truth is I spend more time worrying about you than doing the job right. And I just can't afford that. Not now. They know they distract each other, I guess, as well. And the more distractions they are to each other, the more crap they seem to get in. So it's just kind of... <laughs> yeah, but I'd, some at the same time, I don't feel like separating really helps with that distraction because Dean is still going to worry about Sam mm-hmm. and he doesn't have his eye on him anymore. So what is he going to get up to? Yeah, because like, yeah. there's no, there's no. Oh, I'm gonna go to Bobby's. There's no. Mm. Oh, this is what I'm gonna be doing. It's literally, I'm gonna leave right now. Yeah. I'll maybe see you. Yeah. And also, like, I feel like they're worse decisions they make when they're not together. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have the other one to be like, hey, <laughs> like, don't, don't do that. Don't sell your soul. Don't drink demon blood. You know. Mm-hmm. Don't start a relationship with a demon like all that kind of stuff exactly. <laughs> they don't have the other one there to say it and that sam apologizes to dean and dean's like i know you are sam i feel like dean should have said sorry too dean also did some messed up stuff there should have been a second like a second apology not just like i acknowledge you're sorry <laughs> yeah no i guess it's an apology because he does offer him the impala that's a pretty big like that's a pretty big gesture i mean Dean's willing to lose everything, apparently, this episode. He lost his amulet and he's lost his he would have lost his car. I know. <laughs> I mean and that Sam doesn't take the impala because it's, it's Dean's. Take care of yourself, Dean. Yeah, you too, Sammy. And then Sam just like walks over to a pickup truck and like gets in. I guess to be fair, if you're hitchhiking, like Sam's pretty safe to hitchhike. Like he can take care of himself. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he just gets in this truck and just it just drives off. It just drives off. They're they're not together anymore. Annabelle, what are they going to do? I know. So I wonder if it was like somebody in that town that was just like, you know what, I have to get out of this place, and mm. they was just like, hey, can I hitch a ride with you? That's a good point, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it could I mean, it could very very well just be a hitchhiker. Yeah. So yeah, that was this episode. I liked it. It's all right. I did too. It was it was a little sad. Like I liked the last scene quite a lot because it was mm. quite pretty. Yeah, like, it was. the atmosphere was really nice, but it's just like a really heart wrenching scene of them like leaving each other. I couldn't help thinking as well that that backdrop was also used in like fifteen nineteen. They there's a lot. I feel like they lose use this place a lot. Like where they filmed this episode, I just feel like it's used a lot in other episodes of Supernatural. Like all felt really familiar. Like mm-hmm. the truck stop or the stop where they with the picnic bench. The bridge, obviously. And even the town. The town felt very very familiar when they were walking through it. You know what? It felt like that, um, the the wishing well episode. Yeah, you're right. I mean, obviously they reuse places and just like redress it. It's, this episode felt very familiar, like supernatural. <laughs> the backdrop. It's also a small town in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> that could just describe every single episode of uh supernatural yeah that's that's totally true yeah 
Yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I like war. Like I said, can't really compare Apocalypse Wise to Good Omens. I don't know why I'm comparing it, but I also blame Kripke for that because he said that, you know, Neil Gaiman is an inspiration, so therefore I have to compare them. That's just that's how that works. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's good. And they collected a ring. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. we don't know the significance of that just yet. Just yet. <laughs> But, so it'd be well good if like Dean had war powers. If he could just like put it on his fingers, mm-hmm. like oh, I'm war now. That would that would have been cool. That would have been really cool. Like I feel like there was a lot they could have done with the rings, like more than they end up doing. Yeah, I think so too. They are a bit like I. I do remember actually watching this for the first time and being a bit disappointed about the rings. It didn't really like go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It does, but it doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, I kind of. I also kind of wish that. Again, they used all their visual effects um <laughs> budget on that bridge but like <laughs> so i have the the death ring from a convention that i went to yeah and they all eventually look like that and it just would have been cool to see it transform from like a regular wedding band to the like death looking ring mm, yeah you're right actually like a, like in each scene they could have had it like be slightly different as they reveal themselves as to like their true nature, mm-hmm. that would have been cool. Again, they do that very well in Good Omens because they start off looking like regular people, and then by the end of it, they're like I don't know aspects of themselves. They don't look mm-hmm. like people anymore. Like pollution's just an oozy figure at the end. Mm-hmm. I'll stop mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> Throughout, look, this is it now. I'll stop mentioning it. I'll stop mentioning Good Omens through the rest of this season because otherwise it's just going to get silly. Um, I'm very much looking forward to season two of that TV show, though. <laughs> so, Annabelle, what's our next episode? Our next episode is Free to Be Me. No, Free to Be You and Me. <laughs> or Me and You. <laughs> no, yeah, I like both. No, that's just that's what I'm really um oh wow yeah this is a yeah i'm mm-hmm. looking forward to this one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's some good old good old moments in this no this is a good one i'm looking forward to it um yeah it's, yeah yeah oh yes raphael's and i love raphael's introduction mm-hmm. that was so, oh yeah no i'm looking forward to it i think i'm like i could i will talk about this next week I feel like the next episode is the episode that launched a thousand fan fictions. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Absolutely. Like, because we haven't seen them interact, like, we haven't seen them interact in the way that they do in this, uh, in that episode. So, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I'll talk about it more. Like, because... <laughs> we, you might have to reach out to your, your fanfic friend. And uh, yes. see if that's the catalyst. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, maybe I will do an AO3 search and f- and actually find out how many there are. Like, I'll find out for you next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see and see if they all if they started before September twenty fourth, two thousand nine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We could try. Yeah. So at the end of the episode, we'd like to thank the Pixel Agora for his. Uh, amazing logo art and if you would like to purchase that or any other little designs that we've done uh you can go to our red bubble store and get it on a sticker coaster a bag all of the things um you can also find us all over social media um as the escaping purgatory podcast or escaping podcast on twitter 
and uh, come say hi. Come welcome us back. <laughs> We've missed you, and I hope you guys have missed us. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to start this again. So this week we asked, "War? Huh? What is it good for?" And we found out it was a ring and a red Mustang. <laughs> so next <laughs> week, hopefully, we can find our way out. Bye. Bye. That was a really good one. <laughs>